take a seat, sit back, relax, and welcome to the Claycast. Today with me, I have Michael Lee. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thank you so much. I mean, it's um, you know I've been following your work for months now, so it's it's an honor to finally get to experience it firsthand. I'm happy that you're on. Um, he's actually my first and only Patreon supporter, so he's like been fully supporting me in my podcast journey. So I really do appreciate that. But that is not the reason I have you on. Uh, you are you're kind of a little bit famous at our school. We're not going to say what our school name is, but anyone that's watching knows. Um, but you're kind of uh, I don't know. You want to just ex- I guess explain what you do a little bit, like for our school. Yeah. Um. Uh. Since I think I want to say for the last two years, I've been actively pushing out information related to our school on my social media Instagram, Michael Mousestar. Um, <laughs> I love that name, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, just to ensure that, you know, all this information is getting out to the right people, um, at the right time, because it'd be odd for example, uh, for, you know, it'd be bad, for example, if there was like, um, a sports tryout and we had a really talented athlete, um, in our student body and they didn't hear about it until after the deadline, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's life changing. So yeah. I wanted to ensure that uh, the proper information got out to the student body and everyone remains informed. Yeah. So how do you feel about being kind of like the advocate? Like, I know a lot of people at our school, like, and me too, like, we look for information and stuff like from your Instagram, like you're kind of like the the school news, like in a way, like, how does it feel to kind of be like that person that people kind of like see as like that person? You know, it's... For me, it's kind of unfortunate because the, the the fact that a student has to step up to essentially do the school's job, I mean, yeah. that's in a way disappointing. But um, I'm honestly honored that so many students uh, look up to me for information because really the goal was uh, getting the that message out that our school needs to do more in yeah terms of uh, keeping students informed. And if information is all over the place, there should really just be one place that students could look to. And I think I helped fill that gap. And, um, you know, I'm glad that students find it useful. Yeah. So even though you're like an advocate for the school, like I feel like the school has like not like attacked you, but they kind of, I guess, don't like you in a way. Am I am I wrong? Um, I mean, you know, it's it's definitely up to perspectives um, because you know I don't want to uh, generalize everyone at um, at our school as a one um, one being who are against me, but uh, I, I've definitely faced um, you know uh, controversy. I, yeah. I think that's a safe word here and there um, uh, with staff, with certain staff members and administrators. But really, for the most part, um, there's, you know, even certain people on staff that I go to uh, to get some of my uh, information to uh, give out to students. So, you know, it's it's on and off. (laughs) I mean, uh, so we had a actual uh, like I would say protest. I don't think that how you would describe on your Instagram was not a protest at all, but we had a protest against um, was it really mask? Did we really anyone know what it was actually about? It was not very um, organized well. Yeah. And honestly, I, I can't repeat myself on this enough that I'm not the uh, walkouts <laughs> organizer. And I think it's, you know, it's a it's a big it's a big misconception among certain students and even uh, the administrators. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I did not plan the walkout. And 
And because of that, you know, when I'm getting uh, my message out, it's really hard to say what the walkout's actual intentions mm -hmm. are, um, because you know it really ranged from um, some people wanting to go back to distance learning and some people wanting stricter uh, COVID protocols and some people just wanting to get out of class. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I to be honest, like our teacher, she was willing to just let everyone go out because she believes in a student's right to protest, but. I was not there to support what was happening in a way. I I guess yeah. Basically yeah, our protest our protest uh it was just a bunch of students just walking out at in our student union just the main area of our school and people were just standing there just like hanging out. And the news got called and everything and you got a lot of backlash for uh for supposedly cr causing it. Do you want to just give some context of maybe like how that started and then Yeah like or yeah what caused like people to think it was you and then like what happened because of that and i just wanted to add it's an interesting thing that you bring up that your teacher just um allowed students who wanted to um head to the walkout to go because i didn't find out about this until after and it would have been nice if this info uh, information was more public mm -hmm. uh prince um the principal of our school actually um sent out an email to all faculty member that morning uh mm -hmm. telling um teachers that if they want to attend the walkout to let them, you know, don't mm -hmm. physically try to stop them. Yeah. And, you know, even that small bit of support that um, our school isn't completely against us and that if um, there are students who want to protest and uh, they're free to do so, I think that's an important message that really got messed up in all this. Yeah. I mean, even though I do feel a lot of like support from the school, like, you and me kind of, I, I think we had the same understanding that like there was problems like communicating with the students and with uh, like the staff. And like, I do appreciate that you're the type of person to kind of like be the median person like between that, like you're letting everyone know the information, like where it should be and like students aren't getting that. And um, yeah, to your previous question about how everything kind of yeah, yeah, exploded out of yeah. place. I mean, you know, it, it's it's an interesting a timeline because um you know we return from winter break and uh we're seeing cases skyrocket mm -hmm. i think we reached 500 uh student covid cases in yeah. in less than two weeks mm -hmm. and it, you know immediately that became a point of concern for me and i think many students as you know we saw the um the the covid account pop up and then um several students are voicing their concerns at uh, the board meeting as well. So, you know, I, I was ready uh, on that Tuesday um, to speak at our school's, um, our district's board of education meeting. Um, and then before I get a call from our district, mm -hmm. essentially uh, asking me uh, what's going on, you know, mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm so confused because yeah. I don't know what's going on. And then I find out that there's a walkout that's uh, supposedly planned for that week that I I, I did uh, post on my Instagram about. But mm -hmm. at the time, I even said myself that I can't, I, that you I don't advocating for everything. Yeah, that I don't exactly have an opinion on this because yeah. a part of me felt that it was ironic because, you know, to protest lenient protocol, uh, COVID protocols, you're getting everyone together yeah. even closer and outside. So with the possibility that many people aren't going to be wearing masks. Oh, yeah. Our, our protest was just like a group of like 100 
yeah. students maybe yeah. no mask no nothing flying naked pictures of Nicki Minaj everywhere like that that was not a covid protest so really i want to say you know everyone was there for different reasons and it was but it was more like a mosh pit uh, mm -hmm. than anything else um but yeah no back to the timeline um i get that call from the district and there and i find out later that they had actually called my mom beforehand mm -hmm. and asked her to give them my personal phone number, which I just find, find odd yeah. for any district to do, um, especially at the time I was under 18. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I, I don't know any legal troubles with that, but mm -hmm. I kind of just went along with it. And um, I answer the phone call and it's just incredibly aggressive. You know, it's yeah. it, at least, you know, from my perspective, it's it feels like they're trying to interrogate me mm -hmm. and then get to the point of, um, uh, trying to make me admit that I was the one who planned it, and I, you know, I, I don't know what their goal is there. And uh, before the phone call ends, it ends with um the person on the uh, phone from the district saying that to prove my innocence, I should go and find out the true identity of the COVID <laughs> account. Which you know, I'm not some district bounty hunter. You know, that that's insane. Detective Michael Malstar <laughs> on on the way to figure out who started this account. Yeah, so. Um, you know, I, I'm just, I'm just uh, bewildered after that phone call. And, uh, at, on the same day, I was already planning on speaking at the board meeting, which I did. And I think it's a day after, or it might've been, I don't know, the days I get mixed up. It's been a while, yeah. but, um, yeah, on that week after I speak at the, uh, board meeting, uh, the walkout happens mm -hmm. and, you know, we know what happened there. And, um, it, I think, um, you know, there were a lot of people with masks on, but there were a lot as well yeah. without masks on. So, and then the Nicki Minaj parade. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but what's more interesting is what happened after, because I get a call from the superintendent of our, um, uh, district board. Um, and, they called me again on my personal phone number. So yeah. I guess they just have that. Yeah, on, they, they have you on call. Yeah, now. they just have me on, on their file. Um, and, you know, they're t they're telling me that they want to meet with me with the board president um, from a, to get a student perspective on how to better uh, keep students safe. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, um, I went to the meeting, uh, my girlfriend and I, um, just so it wasn't like a 2v1 yeah. conversation. It felt still equal. Uh, it was definitely insightful, but I wouldn't say it really led anywhere per se. Yeah. Well, didn't that lead to like you activism, like getting an actual LA Times article? Like that's that's pretty huge, I would say. Yeah, and that was a really um, that was really never the goal because the really it was just trying to get that message out of you know we at the time we felt we feel unsafe and that. Um, there are students with parents who are immunocompromised and I'm uh, getting DMs with really incredibly tragic stories. Mm -hmm. So we want the school to do their jobs to keep students safe. And um, uh, yeah, so I actually, one of the uh, social media platforms that I posted about the walkout was Nextdoor. Uh, which a lot of you know a lot of parents yeah. and adults use and a lot of them hear about this and they're like you know we totally support you and just mm -hmm. tell us what we can do for you and without me even telling them they go out of their way to leave tips to different news organizations and next thing i know you know at the um 
walkout itself, we heard the helicopter yeah, go around. Yeah, that was around. crazy. Yeah. And um, the, you know, a few days later, I'm getting all these emails from different news outlets uh, who want to, uh, who are reaching out to me to see if I'm ready for an interview. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, really, even before the walkout, I actually spoke at the, spoke at a, a different board meeting mm-hmm. um, uh, of our district. I want to say it was back in November or sometime all the way in the past. Um uh, because at the time, a big thing was uh, these parents that I'm facing now and then, um, they they wanted to completely get rid of masks. And this was a way before the spike after uh, winter break. This was way before um, even Christmas. It was like, you know, it was t- uh, 2000, 2021. And at the time, you know, it seemed insane because no one else did it. And or at least in California and it was probably the most unstable time to do it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, how does it feel that like all these like parents are like attacking you? There was a whole Instagram account made for like uh, anti-COVID and like hating on all of these teachers at our school. And eventually they just targeted like Michael, like for everything that you were doing. Like, how does that feel for like pa- parents to be like attacking you? You know, um, I think... One of my favorite quotes that I actually gave to um, in my LA Times interview was that it's bonkers <laughs> because that's really the best way I could put it in words. Um, you know, it, it is. Uh, it's a group of parents targeting. Um, at the time, I was a minor, and you know, <laughs> even after that, a high school student. And yeah. you know, on their Instagram account, they're calling me out by first name. You know, they're posting yeah. pictures of like a crying baby, <laughs> and you know, it's like. Wow, these are our parents. These you are know? parents like doing like the most childish thing like yeah. someone could do. So and and they have me blocked. So I can't even <laughs> respond and they're just taking shots at me without me able to respond, which you know that's that's the most cowardly thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> and, and so and really when I reference these parents, I don't even have to add any commentary on my own stories. I just screenshot what they did and that's it. And, you know, that's all. <laughs> I mean, I've like coming from an outside perspective, like I know this is not fun for you, but coming yeah. from an outside, per- it's just like it's ridiculous. It's bonkers. Like you said, like just like watching like these people just attacking you for no reason. It's just kind of funny. I mean, obviously, like you can understand why, like some people like will have different political opinions but uh that's no reason to attack someone especially like you said a minor like if they would have been like uh like hey we don't believe in masks this is why like how this is what we should do like you took a very reasonable and appropriate approach to like trying to fix things when them on the other hand they're attacking a minor on social media for uh yeah for no reason and, you know, and that's the thing, because really, you know, we're in the middle um, of a pandemic where people are literally dying, dying out there. And, you know, it shouldn't be a time where people are just taking cheap shots at each other and should be, you know, if someone wants to wear a mask, then, you know, leave them where, uh, leave them be. And if someone's not wearing a mask, there's no reason for anyone to harass them. Exactly. Or vice versa. Yeah. And so, yeah, if... um. You know, if if they don't have a mask on and, um, you know, you're you don't exactly feel safe, just ask them kindly to put a mask on. And if they don't want it, well, you know, you stay this, I guess. But um, yeah, there's there's really 
you know, we're hearing all these stories about how COVID is fracturing students' lives, and you know, it's creating divisions, like brothers, you know, brothers <laughs> against brothers, like、uh, fathers against、uh, sons. So, you know, but it really should be just everyone coming together to determine and analyze how you know they themselves need to keep them and their own families safe, and then most importantly. Their community, because I think that's the message that gets left out a lot, and、um, it's that selfish nature a lot of people want to have.、Um, because at the end of the day, as much as it, as as important it is, you know, to keep yourself safe, it's as important to keep your family and to keep the people around you safe.、Mm-hmm. Uh, I also think it's like an interesting idea, like how you're saying, like it's separating people, like. Uh, I don't want to like dive that much more into politics, even though I'm enjoying talking about it. But uh, uh, it's sad how like something like this, like like 9/11 was something that brought a lot of people together, like something tragic. Like COVID is kind of something tragic, but it's just separating people more than ever, and that is kind of like or that is really sad to see. But uh, like you were kind of bringing up something else, or I don't know if if you did, but like it was just thinking me about like mental health, like like COVID, like. It was it was hard to see people at our school like go through like everything that was happening and like like people being depressed like suicidal like all these different feelings from being like stuck inside from COVID. Yeah. And it didn't really seem like the school was doing anything about it. And I think you've been kind of in, like talking about that, making sure that students are protecting their mental health, like especially during this time. Yeah. And you know during、um, like distance distance learning、uh, when we were all stuck at home. Um. You know, I I read a, a scientific report that said、um, that suicide rates were actually down, and that it,、uh, you know, my、uh, theory on that was assuming, just assuming that、um, when everyone's stuck at home, it's you know they're on their computers, and it's a time for people to just reach out to those closest to them、yeah. and see how they can you know keep and、um, keep connected even、yeah. during the worst times. I mean, you know, I, I'm st- I'm of course、uh, skeptical、um, yeah. on that report, as the obvious assumption is everyone's at home and alone and isolated. So you know, what's the worst that could happen? So、uh, yeah, there's a level of ske-、uh, skepticism even there.、Um, but I like to believe that you know, in the early stages at least, that people were looking out for each other. Yeah, I I like that idea too. I mean, for me myself, like I've definitely like grew closer to myself、mm-hmm. during COVID. So yeah, like, like I'm really ha- <laughs> exactly. I was searching for my soul, just loving myself. That's that's <laughs> what I was doing during COVID. Yeah. So、uh, like COVID in that way was really good for me. But I know a lot of people that like it was the complete opposite. And like yeah, just going through like school with that, like that's just really hard. Yeah. Um, and you know that's one of the main reasons、um, that I've been pushing to keep schools open and safe. And I think that message again got lost in the whole walkout and、yeah. um, uh, people viewing me as the one who organized it. But I was, you know, I was never one for、um, complete distance learning because I really, you know, I totally understand that mental health argument.、Um, and you know, we've we've even experienced it firsthand、yeah. what it's like. Um, doing school from home and what it's like for teachers、uh, to try to、uh, teach us from home and all the technology issues we、yeah. faced. So yeah, I, I completely understand, and I think our you know our goal should be to do whatever we can to keep、um, keep schools open. And of course, and that was my you know the second rationale for、uh, stricter 
COVID protocols as, you know, the more co- uh, yeah. cases there are, the higher chance that our school could shut down. Mm-hmm. And I don't think anyone wants that. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm going to try to shift the conversation a yeah, little bit yeah. away from COVID. Uh, you're very into volunteerism and you do a lot for the community. And I just want to hear you just talk about like that experience. I know you do a lot for Wilderness Park uh, near us. And that's like, I, I want to just know all about that and just like your other just ways that you're just volunteering and just helping our community. Um, I mean, you know, if I had to, if I had one sentence to say, I have to thank my man, Clark Woods. Uh, back in <laughs> I Paris. Love, yeah, I mean, we love Woods. Um, uh, because, um, he, you know, he's the one who honestly inspired me to get involved with all this. If it wasn't for him, I would not have, um, learned about all this environmental activism because, uh, I started, you know, back in middle school with a uh, green team, uh, green team and all that, um, learning what's recyclable and you know, helping students divert their trash. And, you know, it just, it kind of evolved <laughs> over time. Um, and you know, we I even try to do something similar at our high school, um, but that kind of fizzled out during COVID yeah. times. Um, but that's when I decided that I want to do more, and I got, um, uh, I got back in contact with someone that Clark introduced me back in middle school, um, the South Bay Parkland Conservancy, mm-hmm. and you know, I just said. Well, if I've been if I've worked with these people before, I can just keep working with them. Exactly, so, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm now the student ambassador to the South Bay Parkland Conservancy and um, environmental activism, or at least you know local environmental conser- um, conservation, has been an incredible part of um, my high school volunteerism and even middle school volunteerism because you know we're, we're seeing out there. Um, every plot of land just houses on top of houses Mm -hmm. and i you know i don't think it's right because um even with all those houses we still have such a bad homeless crisis Mm -hmm. and um the idea shouldn't be to just fill every plot of land with houses which the you know it's the real estate that's gonna be benefiting at the end of the day it should you know we should be conserving some of this land, especially um, the reason for Wilderness Park was that's actually native. Um, that's a native seekout land. Mm-hmm. And um, funny enough, um, the Manhattan High School um, that's built on a uh, 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 native grounds. Oh, yeah, I did not yeah, that. that's kind of funny. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so uh, and one of my biggest projects, of course, has been taking down the AES power plant. Um, Oh, I didn't, I didn't even know oh. that you were doing that. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. But yeah. Um, the AES power plant, that thing has, should have been gone 10 years ago. Yeah. I actually talked to the Redondo mayor on the podcast. Oh yeah. And yeah, he's super passionate about it. Uh, well, I know that he wanted to take it down when he was like in his first couple of years, but it yeah. just hasn't happened. Cause I, it's just so much of like an effort to get like this yeah, massive yeah, yeah, power yeah. plant taken down. And you know, there's just a whole controversy with that with like, um, the company uh, in charge of the power plant paying the guy who the city had to deal with because that actually that plot of land was actually um, uh, reserved for parkland, mm-hmm. and that would have been that would have been nice, you know. Um, the what's it called the Hermosa Green Belt? Yeah. If we just connected that down to the Redondo Pier, that would have looked nice. But yeah. you know, it's it's a whole different story with um, the guy who the some young Russian guy who bought the land. 
uh, he, he was getting paid by AES to keep the power plant running. And then the water board, um, which I don't even know how they got in power, um, they're just uh, continuing it, uh, pushing it off a year, uh, every year, just so um, on the reasoning that California might suffer a blackout. And, you know, I don't yeah. believe that. I don't. I think that's very poor reasoning to keep that power plant. Yeah, because that thing actually takes 12 to 24 hours to power up. And in 2020 alone, it's um, it's an emergency power plant. So, you know, whenever um, California does suffer one of those bad heat waves and all the other power plants go down, that's supposed to come online. In 2020, it couldn't answer a single flex letter. So, yeah, it, it's useless. It's just this 60, 70-year-old relic that's just sitting there. Yeah, and it's really ugly, too. Yeah. Okay, we had to take a quick break just to reset the cameras. Um, I guess I'll, I'll sh- maybe shift the energy a little bit. Um so I'm not I'm not going to ask because I don't want you to call yourself out, but I'm just curious about like your opinion on people partying and smoking and doing all that stuff in high school. Like just what's your what's your opinion on that? Um, see, my idea on that has always been it's going to be impossible to cut that out completely from high school life. I mean, you know, that's like that's that's a core part of what sort of defines that american high school experience um uh, american high school is euphoria basically yeah. <laughs> i mean yeah that, that's why that show was made but um see and i i think the most important thing has never been you know just taking it away because i think high schoolers are always going to find a way around it exactly. but it should be to teach them how to use it responsibly mm-hmm. and in moderation where they could balance um uh, you know, using certain substances with uh, while not getting completely hooked on it and every other aspect of their life. Because I, I just, my main concern is that it consumes their life and they can't get out of it. Yeah. And yeah, I, that's, that's the awful part about um, drugs and alcohol. Um, and, you know, party parties are um, a different, different part because um, yeah. I think my my greatest fear about that has been, um, you know, the sexual assault incidents. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's another part of just the rape culture yeah. and how really like things like sex ed at schools, they're not doing enough because if their idea is that, you know, it's not happening and that, mm-hmm. oh, it's, you know, once in a while it happens, I think, you know, that that's a lie. You know, it happens way more frequently. And I think pretty much most high schoolers, and, you know, that's just on my opinion, not, not yeah. really on any fact, I, I think are expo- have been exposed to it or at least know of it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, I my take on it is that we should be teaching students how to use it responsibly and not just trying to completely uh, remove it and, and think that, oh, it's better now. Because, you know, that's not, that's yeah. not how things are going to work out. No, I completely agree with your viewpoint. Like, I think that people, like, if they do it in moderation, if they're safe, they're not drinking and driving, like, there's no point to do that. We have Uber. And uh, I do think it. what you were saying about sexual assault is very important because people don't realize that, like, if someone's really drunk, they cannot give consent. And I'm actually doing part of my senior research project on, like, like, sex depictions in movies, film, Uh uh, adult film industry, and, like, how that affects, like, teens and, like, their relationships and ability to consent because 
like we just get such a false narrative of like what sex actually is like because of like movies tv shows and just like people just don't really understand fully what's going on but uh yeah like i know i know someone at actually that uh i know well i know of this friend i'm not as good friends with him anymore but uh he actually had a severe dui and uh he like completely rolled his car over like a bunch of different oh, times. I've, I've seen pictures of it. Yeah. 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 Okay. So you know yeah, what we're yeah, talking yeah, about. Uh, we won't call this person yeah, out. Yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, like stuff like that. Like I'm like, I'm, I'm completely against stuff like that. Like how can you even allow yourself to be behind the wheel and flip your car like a million times? And also like just doing hard drugs. I don't know. For me, that's a little bit intense for high school. It definitely is. And, you know, we're hearing all this talk about, um, you know, um, rest- uh, seeing all the possible ways to uh, restrict access to those substances. Because, you know, a part of my curiosity is how are these students getting their hands on these substances? Um, but, you know, even if we do all that at the end of the day, if they do get their hands on it somehow, it's the question of do they know what to do with it? You know, how to deal with it if the simple solution is, you know, they should just leave it and walk away. Are they going to actually do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's a hard thing to think about. And I don't know, like things like marijuana and mushrooms, like those have been shown to have like medical uses, like in Colorado, I think it's legal or decriminalized something yeah, like they're yeah, allowing mushrooms, about, yeah. but uh, like, it's like, what is okay for like younger kids to do like marijuana? Like you could get a medical card at 18 if you have like a reason for it. Um, but it's like finding an equal balance. And like you were talking earlier, like being able to, I guess, like balance school, like that's really important. And like, I guess I don't see anything wrong with if someone could do both, like, yeah. I guess I like, drink or do drugs and maintain school. But if like one of those things or if drugs is taking over your life or like getting in the way of school, then it should just be like cut out completely. Mm-hmm. There should like be no sacrifice for you taking any sort of substance than yeah. like your schoolwork. And, you know, it's always nice to see those like recovery stories, you know, someone mm-hmm. who's been on the just complete deep end uh, in a few months becoming successful. So, you know, th- those are always wholesome. And I think that's the goal. Um, you know, providing the right uh, resources to students and just uh, by the federal government even, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, to ensure that students, uh, to, to, you know, to ensure that students stay away from these substances. And if they do get in contact with them, that they're uh, they're being responsible. Yeah, I mean, I, something that was kind of funny is like we just, me and my family just watched the news like last night and my mom was like, had a whole pep talk to me because these people on spring break they all took cocaine together and there was like six overdoses because i had fentanyl in it and my mom was just like oh my god i can never see you doing drugs like that like if you killed yourself i wouldn't know what i would do like she's just freaking out and like that's i mean sadly like that has happened at our school before and it's like because i i knew i knew the kid that passed away i'm not going to say his name just out of respect but like it's really sad to see stuff like that happen like kids just like you know innocently like you know wanting to experience like like experience drugs or just like like be loose a little bit like it's tragic that's something that will would happen yeah um and you know it's they have such a life ahead of them and yeah it's it's 
it's it's definitely saddening. I mean, yeah, and I've known a couple people like that I don't really associate anymore that have gone through a really like hard like drug phases and then got out of it. It's good to see, but also like it's kind it's scary when people are like in that kind of mindset of like being on those drugs. Getting a little bit away from the sad part. Uh, so you actually ran for homecoming and uh, homecoming court, but uh, you decided to run as somewhat a homecoming queen. Do you want to, I guess, talk about that a little bit? I'm kind of interested in like where that idea came from. Yeah. Um, uh, it was um, it was during that entire. I sorry, I don't exactly remember. It's time time's getting mixed up, uh, but. Uh, um, I I want I genuinely wanted to show support because I know they changed homecoming king and queen to homecoming court, but completely removing that king and queen aspect I feel like kind of defeats the entire purpose. And I wanted to show that a boy can run, a boy can be homecoming queen, and a girl can be homecoming king. Mm-hmm. Um, because and you know, uh, anyone of any gender can be mm-hmm. can fill any of those positions. And uh, with enough support all around them, and I wanted to show that, uh, you know, in in a certain amount of in certain capacity to students that they shouldn't be uh, they shouldn't fear to express themselves, mm-hmm. um, especially you know we're in California, yeah. so I I hope that most people are you know at, at, to a certain degree welcoming mm-hmm. of uh, people's sexual orientations and their genders. And, you know, I just want to ensure that everyone feels comfortable in their own skin. Mm-hmm. And if they're expressing themselves uh, in a way they feel comfortable, that everyone supports them. Yeah, no, I agree. I think like what you did is really inspiring. Like you went out in a dress. I know maybe that was not necessarily what you wanted to do, like wear a dress. <laughs> but like you went out there, you did that. And I think a lot of people who are conf- confused, uh, they're not sure like what they are like. uh like gender wise or just like how they feel like as a person, like I, you definitely helped a lot of people with that, even though like you may not have seen it or people like reached out to you, like from an outside perspective, like I could see that is helping a lot of people that way. And, uh, like for me, like, uh, that was kind of the, or not the first time, but like, cause I'm, I don't really like, not to say I don't like, (laughs) I don't like them. I don't, uh, I haven't hung out with a lot of people that, uh, have been of like other genders or have considered themselves a they them so it's like it's i like learning about that and learning like how they feel and how like something like what you did can make someone feel comfortable because like all the like this is like somewhat newer to me and yeah like i'm fully in support of everyone that is wanting to be whatever gender they want non-binary whatever like on the spectrum i think it's uh, really important for people to be able to express themselves in whatever way they can. And yeah, that's another thing. Um, I, honestly, I'm new to it as well. Um, I only started looking into it deeper last year, thanks mm-hmm. to, um, you know, the people around me. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I remember we had sex ed back mm-hmm. in freshman year that try to, you know, lightly touch on the yeah, subjects. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I really want to say at the time I wasn't emotionally mature enough yeah. uh, because I had no idea what was going on. You know, they're yeah. telling me all these new concepts that I had never heard of. Exactly, yeah. And they're, they were expecting me to just, you know, uh, accept it. And um, 
it was it was definitely a process because you know I've been introduced to it then, and I think it was a, a good thing that I was introduced to, to it because uh, slowly I was basically becoming more aware mm-hmm. of, um, you know, of uh, <laughs> of you know what what allows people to genuinely express themselves. Yeah, um, and if if you know someone feels comfortable. Um, of, uh, you know, if 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 that helps someone feel comfortable with themselves, then everyone should be supporting it, really, because mm-hmm. you know, especially in today uh, today's society with all these societal pressures and you know even peer pressure, we should be you know stepping towards that world where everyone can feel comfortable with whoever they are, mm-hmm. and you know we we've heard that message since we've been yeah. growing up from kindergarten and. I think only now are we slowly opening up to the idea that truly anyone can be anyone. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, like for me also, like I started kind of learning about like they were saying like they, them, like I, I had no idea what that was yeah. until high school. Like even in middle school, elementary school, I didn't, I don't even think I really knew like what being gay like really was. Mm-hmm. And like through high school, like it's been really nice that some of my close friends now, like I've learned that they're like bisexual or gay or like, they're on the spectrum and it's really comforting like to know that my friends are feeling more comfortable in their own skin by just like being honest with me. And that's really nice to, to hear. I had something else I really wanted to say and it completely slipped my mind. Uh, you, you you want to talk for a second while I try to figure it out? Uh, yeah. Um, okay. (laughs) Um, no, I honestly, I think, yeah, no, I, I've been curious about this for a while now. Um, is it is it Clade cast or is it Claude cast? It is cl- technically my last name is pronounced Claudia. Okay, okay. Yeah, my dad does not like that. It's called Clade cast because yeah. whenever someone asks for my name, I honestly just say Clade. Oh, I see. yeah. I think because it's easier for people to like uh, spell it out when they say Claudia, they like they'll spell it completely wrong. Oh. Yeah, I got a weird name. My full name is Blake Claudie Klein. Huh. I have two names. I just I, don't let anyone is it know. Like a hyphen. I yeah. Mean, oh yep. no. I mean, yeah. I'm Michael Lee Chang. So yeah, Michael I totally Lee understand. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. No, because I ask around, and you know, I get yeah. different answers all the time. But um, uh, I don't know. Trying to go back to our conversation. Um. Yeah, it's really cool. I really like that people are able to express themselves. Oh, I was talking about religion. Uh. So like, I know a couple people that are really against like, uh, gay people, or not like as people, but like the idea that they're gay just because of their religion and it's like how do you feel about that like like are people hating on people that don't like uh gay people because uh of their religion no i i just i just think it's an excuse for prejudice because um i you know like just turning to like something like uh christianity uh, i think um the one line that a lot of people turn to is um that one line about like it's not okay to uh be yeah be would say it's they say it's not okay to be intimate with like a child but like like a baby boy but i see yeah yeah boy shall not lie with man that's i take it more as like you know what the catholic church is known for cough cough (laughs) (laughs) but no um uh, so, you know, I, I think it's just an excuse for prejudice because, you know, even the Pope has come out and said, we accept anyone who opens, uh, God to his, uh, God to their hearts. Mm-hmm. 
And so he's accepted a homosexuality, and you know he's like the you know head of the church. Yeah. So I think um, if people are going um, you know against that on their own like strong religious belief, you know I just think it's an excuse for prejudice because um, you know that's what is it like thousands of year old book is going to have commentary about today's world? No, you know. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm, and this should not be a sentiment against religion. I, I've never personally been a religious person, yeah. but I think you know, I think it's it's good to bring all sorts of different type of people together, and especially, you know, we hear those stories about how, like, those who turn to a life of God, they've been able to improve themselves and uh, have certain values introduced to their lives to live on. And if it if it gives certain people meaning, then you know it, it, that's that's a good thing. Yeah, I think that people who in their religion that they strongly believe in, if it's not like accepted like homosexuality, that they should just be like accepting of the idea, but not be homophobic. And I think that's a problem that is happening, like where people that are religious, like they will like hate people, whatever they yeah. believe in, whatever they are. And I think that is hard to see. And I'm also on the same page. I'm not a very religious like person. I would guess I would say I'm spiritual, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I feel like like just the idea of like God or like however you want to believe in, I think that is something that should be fluid too. Like, and I, uh, apparently there's supposed to be another great awakening soon, but I feel a lot of people, well, recently I feel like a lot more people are like not as believing in God or like organized religion. Yeah, no, I I have heard um, like there's statistics that there's um, an increase in atheism. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I don't know how true that is, and I don't even know if I'm citing the right facts. But um, um, I mean, it's it should really be up to free um, everyone's choices. No one should be forced to a religion. That's a cult at that point, um, and those are bad. Yeah, that's I mean, that's a that's a very uh, very controversial statement. Yeah, uh, hot take. Um, yeah, so. You know, yeah, that's that's my belief because I think religion's nice in bringing people together, but if it's bringing people together in a way where they're discriminating against mm -hmm. a certain um, group of people or a person, then no, that's that's that that's a cult. Yeah, you know, that point, you know, that's not right. You know, it's actually kind of crazy. The other day, I saw someone wearing Nazi symbols all over their pants at school, and he walked right in front of the principal at our school, and I saw nothing happen. I don't think he noticed, but like, I just thought that was kind of bizarre that like, I don't know, people could just be so openly like hateful towards people. Yeah. I mean, I, and the not, and you know, I'm honestly, I'm not that surprised that something like that <laughs> has happened at our school, but, um, uh, no, uh, because I, you know, even in my high school time, I've encountered some of the most prejudiced students I however know. Um, and which is upsetting. And I really don't have it against the students. I think uh, part of it is uh, what they've been taught from from their families and parents or even, you know, the the media they consume. So in a way, I don't want to say they've been raised wrong because, you know, everyone has their different way of raising their kids. But um, I, I don't have anything against the kid because I genuinely do believe that they can uh, learn to be better. And, and that's my, my other thing. I, I don't, I'm totally against this, you know, the Twitter method of canceling someone. Yeah. Down. I don't like that either. Yeah. I, I agree that like everyone, like 
everyone changes as a person mm-hmm. like you are not the same person you were yesterday like everyone could change so yeah. a cancel culture is very harsh yeah and and you know it's these people um saying we need to hold them accountable yeah in the case of like uh like you know george floyd and the police officers yeah no that's holding them accountable because those were you know racist pieces of crap but um uh in the case of just like just kids like high school kids and you know doxing them on social media no yeah that's not the way to go and you know that's honestly i feel like that motivates the student to deviate to the other path because now they have a reason to dislike this this, uh, this group of people because they've been attacked so yeah i think it should be honestly a peaceful way to educate each other because you know it it took me a while for me to um accept and learn about all these new concepts like Mm um you know multiple genders and um pronouns so i think everyone's capable of learning it's it's a process and people need to understand that yeah and i also like i don't know if you know about dave who dave do you know dave chappelle oh yes yeah but uh he gets he got canceled for like oh yeah the netflix thing yeah 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 and he did make offensive jokes but i've like he tries to do it in a way where people are more connected Mm -hmm. but people are just uh like if 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 it's an offensive joke like people will will really take it to heart Mm -hmm. because like he does make a lot of transgender jokes that are not cool but at the same time he was like but i'm making this joke about my best friend like, I, but who unfortunately killed herself because of like all this hate that she was getting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I only know briefly on that. So I don't think I can speak yeah. much on it, but, um, no, yeah, I, I definitely share that sentiment of sometimes cancel culture, is just not the way to go on bringing justice. Yeah. I, what do you think about us like living in like a PC culture? Um, I mean, that's a big question, honestly, yeah. but, uh, you know, I think, um, you know, certain aspects of it are definitely um a host- create a hostile environment. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I I think it's you know that idea of progressive because the word progressive to me has always been you know moving forward because I don't know who would want to keep living in the same time period mm-hmm. over and over. Yeah. Um, you know, moving to that time of where everyone. It can be loved and everyone is loved and everyone is accepted for who they are. Um, I, I think we're going towards a right, you know, a right path down, down a right path. It's just execution. You know, that's, yeah. that's, I think <laughs> a point of debate for many people. <laughs> I guess like the final question I have is like, how do you feel to be a senior? Like we're done with school. Just like, how does that feel? Like we're, we're almost there. Final stretch, second semester. I mean, you know, I don't want to speak for too many people, but I think a lot of people is, you know, they get to be free, um, you know, finally out of this high school. If they want to go out of state, they can. But for me, I'm, I, I am kind of, um, it does sadden me, a part of me, because I've spent so long, uh, you know, dedicated to our high school, trying to do whatever I can to help yeah. students to improve um, the day-to-day life. And you know, I, I hear even from like ASB members, you know, who's your successor? You know, I, I the other day I was at the ASB finance office and the uh, faculty there was asking me, yeah, my wife tells me about uh, what you put on your Instagram. Oh and uh, he's like, um, 
you know, who's your successor? You know, who's going to continue the Michael Milestone name? And that worries me because really my intentions has been that um, someone at a a school or school takes charge and does what they're supposed to do. Uh, So I I fear that when I leave, it's going to leave um this whole but i'm sure people will get over it you know yeah. in a in a day or two at most i think everyone's gonna cry when you're gone the second you're gone just tears <laughs> I, I hope not yeah <laughs> but uh that's it we almost we almost got did an hour wow and that, it was really fast right yeah that would feel like an hour uh, yeah. yeah so uh i just wanted to say thank you again for coming on to the podcast uh, do you want to shout anything out to the cameras uh, um no but i just want to say thank you so much um I mean, you know, I'm always happy to support uh, student-run projects, and I do, you know, I hope I see you, you know, uh, at the number one Spotify uh, play, uh, podcast. Let's, see. Let's we'll we'll see if it turns into something. I don't know. I'm just doing it for fun. It's mm-hmm. I enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, um, but no, I've um, I've watched several of your episodes, so I, I definitely follow it deeply. Yeah. Um, but you know, to uh, uh, to everyone watching, I hope that. Um, I, I could, I've done what I could to help you and that now you share hopefully my message that I've taught you to help as many people you can out in the world, because, um, you know, at the end of the day, that's, that's always been my goal to help as many people as I can and hopefully to inspire them to do good. And I don't mean do well. I I do mean do good. I like that message. So just wanted to say thank you. Leave uh, some love. Uh, Michael Malstar, you know, you got to get that in there. <laughs> leave some love for him. Uh, thank you all for listening. If you uh, could leave a rating, leave a like, do whatever you can to show your support. It means the world to me. Uh, and thank you, everyone. Goodbye. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. <laughs>